Hey y'all, I'm Justin Mitchell, and this is Out Here in America. It's a new show from the Sun-Herald in Biloxi, Mississippi, and McClatchy. Before we get to the episode, we wanted to introduce y'all to our friend Evan Wolfson. He's the founder and former president of Freedom to Marry. That's the campaign that won nationwide marriage equality before the Supreme Court in 2015. Now we're excited to help them get the word out about an amazing new project. Hi, Evan. Hi, Justin. As you know, we've achieved a dream that I'd pursued for more than 30 years and our movement had pursued for more than 40 years. But while we've won the freedom to marry in law, the marriage conversation is still a powerful engine of transformation that can continue to build support in the South and elsewhere. The case before the Supreme Court and the decades-long struggle that led to it has been made into a documentary by Eddie Rosenstein called The Freedom to Marry. The Supreme Court says it will take up the issue of same-sex marriage. The biggest gay rights ruling ever. This is about the dignity of millions of Americans. The essence of the right to marry is the freedom to marry the person you choose. Evan is the visionary behind this movement. His true gift was to be the marriage guy. Because I knew that this was a national conversation that was going to change everything. It's been four plus decades of work. Evan, it's good to have you back. I mean, you have worked more than anybody else on this. And now America is ready for the freedom to marry. This documentary is being embraced around the world. It contains the lessons for how to achieve change, not just for LGBT causes, but for any cause in any country. And in fact, Justin, this documentary is coming to Biloxi for a community screening with the Sun-Herald in McClatchy at the end of July. I'm sure you'll tell them more about it. But for now, people can also learn more about the film at freedomtomarrymovie.com, and they can watch it themselves on iTunes. And I look forward to being back in Mississippi in July. Thanks, Evan. A few days ago, we shared my interview with Trevor Ladner. He's a gay 19-year-old from a rural town called Poplarville in Mississippi. He used his passion for drag to express his identity. Many drag performers are transgender and gender non-conforming individuals themselves and use the art form for what it is, a way to express themselves without limits. And that video ended up getting Trevor into Harvard. He may be in Cambridge now, but Trevor still has friends who are trying to build Biloxi's drag scene. A couple of them even helped Trevor become Miss Annie Thang. You want to start? Um, you want me to start? Um, you start and I'll just pop in when I come in it. Okay. Uh... <laughs> That's Alan Kramer, a.k.a. Caramel DeVille. He performs with his close friend A.J. Lawson, also known as Lexus Red DeVille. They've called their small group the Orphan House and invited Trevor into the fold before he left for college. And I was like, hey, I know some drag queens. One of my friends a drag queen, you know. <laughs> Let's go check it out. Stay tuned for a bonus episode of Out Here in America to hear how they got into drag and what it means to be a Gulf Coast queen. I want to see your hat again. Can you show me oh, what you're at? I'm going to show you that again. You guys like work really hard to get all your stuff together and to you get ready. You have no idea. I mean, I'm pretty sure you may have a small idea, but it, a lot goes into it. My yes. house is covering like eight shades of glitter right now, just from making costumes and shoes and. Over the past like six to eight months, I would say my closet was definitely boy side, girl side. Now it's drag 
and my boy clothes stay in a clean pile in my clothes hamper. I just sort through those once a week. All right. Just like sit there like, okay, I'm wearing this to work today. I'm going to come back. Pretty much. So you guys perform together on stage in a, like a in sync kind of thing? Yes, we are the DeVille sisters. We are your twinning um, Destiny's child, Destiny's child. heart mixed with the Dixie Chicks. A <laughs> little bit of um, Steel Magnolias. So, I mean, we get it all in there. It's, it's a blast. And we give you just like timeless classic stuff or we'll give you that duet group banger that you hear on the radio all day. It's, we can jump from anything and we deliver it so well. And Trevor and AJ have just, they, they, they were bounds ahead of me at the moment they started. I'm just like, these. Uh. <laughs> they, like, their makeup was on point. Their body was right. So I had the, the dance aspect down. I feel like AJ had the stage presence and body down. <laughs> Trevor had... Mug for days. Oh, it was so good. She so. came out very, very pretty, like off the bat. <laughs> Immediately. I, uh, Born to the drag world, gorgeous. You were the one who kind of, you, y'all met in theater and you kind of got him into drag, right? How'd that go? Like, I did, actually. Um, we were doing a show together here at Gulfport Little Theater. We were doing West Side Story. It's about these, this, these guys, this group of friends, and he played riff and I played action. He was the leader of the group and I was a little sparky one. We had got to talking about Drag Race, and I was like, hey, I know some drag queens. One of my friends is a drag queen, you know. Um, <laughs> let's go check it out. And so we checked it out, and, and here we are. I mean, I gave, I gave him some boobs, and I was like, go here, girl. Go home and figure this out. <laughs> Run with it. So tell me about getting into drag and kind of about your drag family and how it's evolved. You want to start? Um, you want me to start? Um, you start, and I'll just pop in when I come in it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, I just uh, I always had the urge to do drag when I saw... RuPaul on at the VMAs in her Bob Mackie silver thing. Did you see it? Did you see it? The darn thing has wings. It's Bob Mackie, of course. That's when my parents kind of explained what drag was to me. What did they say to you? I didn't feel at all uncomfortable because I think my parents knew at a me at a young age that our son may be gay, and whenever he's ready, he'll tell me because. Thankfully, I had a wonderful coming out experience. They, they're just like, well, that's a guy who is dressing as a girl and that's what he does for his job. And I was like, he dresses as a girl? Like, explain. Well, he puts on makeup, gets on stage, performs, and then when he comes off stage, he takes it all off. I was like, oh, okay. Again, simple, quick explanation, put it in the back of my head. And then as I got older, started understanding what things were, how things worked, I was like, I can do that. And I literally did. It took me about six months to get into it. I had a lot of people doubt me, but just because they always think you have to be a certain... A certain aesthetic. Yes, with the drag. What kind of aesthetic? When a guy looks so much like a girl in drag, the term for that is called like being a fishy Fish. queen. That's, that's my gig. I believe in being a very pretty girl. And like, being from the South, they automatically assume you're going to do pageant every time. No, we don't give that. Big southern hair and jewelry. And like, yeah, the, closer, the bigger the hair, the closer to God. Like, we believe in that firmly. But you don't, you don't have to conform to that ideal of what Mississippi drag is. And that's what I feel like we break away from. We, we set our own standard for drag. And people question me about that. But when I finally did it and they saw what I was delivering, they were impressed. They decided to join. They decided to enlist help. First time I ever did drag, um, the Broadway show Rent. I played Angel at Biloxi Little Theater. We were the first 
theater on the coast to have the rights once the show was available. I knew nothing about drag, I knew nothing about theater, I knew nothing about anything. Um, a woman named Leonie Johnston put me in some makeup, a wig, and a Santa dress and was like, all right, girl, get your ass on the stage. <laughs> and um, I got out there and I did it, and my good friend here was doing drag and... Um, mentioned it and... Mentioned it in the song. See the like, light bulb click with this one. <laughs> and I mean, with my, that's with my theater background and I've danced and I've done, I've done all kinds of performance stuff. And I was like, girl, we, we can... Monopolize. We can, we, we can monopolize this. We can do this. Like, and then I ran into um, Little Miss Anything with Trevor Ladner what, a few months later. <laughs> and it just kind of went from there. And here we are. Our, our drag family, we're, our name of our house is The Orphan House. We, we, we call it The Orphan House because uh, typically someone has someone who helps get them into drag and like coaches them, guides them, gives yes. them all the tools and knowledge. And that's called their drag mother. We don't have a drag mom. We all just kind of was like, all right, pick your thing, what you're good at. Let's help develop each other. Help each other move and, and rise. So if you don't have a drag mom, are you all drag sisters? Yes. We are. Yes, it's uh, like a pseudo sorority. Yeah, it's kind of like a little sorority house. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy how well we flow off of each other. Like, it, you, it's stuff you see in girl groups. Like their energy, it's just, it works. And that's us. We know how each other, Alan's about to jump, he's about to jump, and I'm gonna jump with you. <laughs> Alan's about to jump. Like, it's pose, Trevor's posing, pose. <laughs> it's, it's a whole lot of just knowing each other and just, mm, she's up at Harvard right now. Doing I her miss her dearly, thing. which yes. I'm very, very proud of her for being able to take that opportunity and season it for what she is. When you guys started doing drag together, where were you guys performing at? It started maybe a year, year and some change ago. It was called The Other Bar. That's where I started doing my drag. And then he followed suit soon thereafter with uh, Miss Annie Thing. With Miss Annie. But the bars here, there's a, a, three gay bars, which we only thought you can perform at gay bars as a drag queen, which these past eight months, months we've realized. That's uh, not the case. Everyone else, a lot more people are open to a quality drag show. And it's not necessarily the fact that whether you're open to it or not, we're coming. Do you think it's crazy that you guys are performing in places that aren't gay bars in Mississippi? Yes. Uh. Yes, yes, yes. It is a privilege, an honor. Like, I feel like everyone is taking a step forward past closed-minded ideals. A lot of people also assume that just because you do drag, you have, you have to be gay. That's not necessarily the case. Nope. I mean, now, is it more often than not? Yes. I mean, but... <laughs> Drag is not just for gay men to do. Mm -hmm. drag, is, drag, drag is an art form. That's why we're so big on trying to push it out there to these venues and people who have never experienced it before and these venues who are like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna go over well. How's my clientele gonna feel about it? Or like, as far as our crowd following, people are like, well, do we want that kind of clientele? Whatever exactly. negative connotation they have with the gay society or community, that's what they assume is coming with the show. And we, and we are abolishing that. We're having to let how, you know this one. How is that abolished? Tell me what a show looks like at a place that's not a gay bar. Um, I plan a little more on, I'll be honest with you, yeah. I plan a little closer to karaoke. We talked about this, yeah. Um, I, I do those bangers, those earworms. If it's a new crowd, we want them to understand that drag is just not house music. It's not just the dance music, it's not just rap music, it's not just hip-hop, it's everything. The first time you guys performed for straight people mm -hmm. at a straight venue, what was that like? 
Um, it was a little nerve-wracking, to yes, be honest. Very. But the aftermath of it, I'm going to say this, and y'all can take this how y'all may. Dum, dum, dum. Straight people appreciate drag way more than gay people do. <laughs> because it's not something they see every day or every other weekend or once a month. It's, it's new to them. It's a new concept. They love the diversity. That's it. And, on, and that. a, lot of, a lot more times than not, it's getting them there. Mm-hmm. Once you get them there... They're there. They love it. They're having a grand time. They'll be They're back. Like, That's what this was this entire time, all my life. And I've I've been I've been sitting in the corner judging you. And here we are. <laughs> I'm having a fantastic time. And I'm just like, that's that's what this is about, y'all. That's what this is about. We're trying to get these people involved into knowing what drag is because a lot of times people fear what they don't know. Mm-hmm. And and fear breeds hate, and hate breeds a society that we can't live in. So we're trying to we're just trying to push and get that out there. You know what I mean? Just and if we inspire that we've, we've done our job. That's my job. We're gonna give you a dance name, we're gonna give you a ballad, we're gonna give you diversity, we're gonna give you comedy. We want to be able to give you your full show. And like, usually between the three of us, you get all three things done. Every, every time, every time. That's one thing about drag, y'all. It's all fun. It's all fun. It's, it's a good time. After spending time with the close friends, it's easy to see why Annie wanted to join the Orphan House. Thanks to our Out Here in America team, Amanda McCoy, Jordan Marie Smith, and Davin Coburn. And thanks to Jason Shaw for the music. Want more stories like Alan and AJ's? Subscribe to Out Here in America on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. In the meantime, I'll see y'all next week on Out Here in America.